I was inspired to kind of come on here and do an episode because of what I see going on in Australia. And in all reality, I, I want to warn folks in America that this, you know, it's so easy to say. It's not going to happen here. It'll never, this this will never happen here. We have a Bill of Rights and a Constitution that protect us, provide us with certain rights that the, the government can't take away from us. And I just, I want to warn everybody that having that attitude you know, I get it. I totally get the want and the desire to not think about these things. These aren't easy things to think about, and I understand that. And we do feel a little safe and comfortable here because traditionally recently, I guess I should say recently, you know, we haven't really had to experience this. We haven't really had to experience a, a fear that our, our rights will be taken away from us. But I want to pause on that thought because they have been being taken from us. It's just happening so slowly that you don't even recognize that it's happening. But I want to pause on that and I want to thank you for listening to the show. I know we're off and on. I know we're not great at uploading. I know sometimes we take months off. It's just busy. I got a, I got a life and a job. You know what I mean? So things come up, things happen. Um, I, I always have this great desire to be a little more consistent in my uploading, but um, I haven't been very good at that. So maybe we'll get better at it someday, and maybe maybe everyone will love us at that point in time. Either way, you know, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. I really do appreciate those who have stuck around, and I appreciate any of you, any patriots that listen to the show. You are appreciated. You are loved. Please like, subscribe, share. Do all of the things to this show because we will continue to post. I just can't promise the frequency that it'll happen. So I, I went outside today. I took the day off work because I just felt like it. In all honesty, I just need, you know, sometimes you need that mental health time, you know, and I need that. I need that bad because work's been a little stressful lately. Um, and so I needed some mental health. Honestly, I don't think I took enough. I think I should have taken like a, a week or something. That would have been nice. I took a few days. Had a long weekend, did some cool things over the weekend, hung out with some friends last night, did a fantasy football draft. I think my team sucks, but I guess every year I think my team sucks. So I like draft players and then instantly I have regret. It's like, oh, I drafted DJ Moore again. Didn't I draft him last year and he screwed me? It's like, you know, I always have that mentality and it's like annoying, but that is what it is. And, uh, that was a good time. Had a good time last night. That that kind of means that I feel a little more invested in the NFL this year than I did last year. Last year it was so easy to not watch the NFL because I just didn't give a shit. I my give a shit for the NFL. I mean, outside of just the, um, you know, the, the all of the freaking SJW crap that they were pulling, and the the messaging at the end of the end zone and the black black national anthem, which no one's ever heard of um, until last year. I I. Honestly, with the George Floyd crap, I really didn't feel like getting preached at. But I, I had very little interest in the NFL anyways. Like, I'm a bit... Look, I'll admit it. I'll openly admit this. I'm a Bengals fan, okay? So my, like, expectations for the NFL season to begin with are always pretty low. But they were super low just going into, into last season. Like, I just had no expectation of success last season. The Bengals defense has been doo-doo for a very long time. It's going to continue to be doo-doo. It's going to be doo-doo this year, too. So my expectations are low this year, but now that I have a fantasy team and, and money money invested, right, I'll probably 
I'll probably pay more attention this year and I'll probably get preached at and the Black National Anthem will be played for me every week. Um, you know, just a virtue signal. Because we know the NFL doesn't give a shit. We really do. Uh, if you think the NFL gives a shit, then the joke is on you. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So, anyways, I, I did that this weekend. It was a good weekend. Today, on my day off, I went outside and shot some guns. I shot my uh, SIG P365XL, which is my carry gun, by the way. It is my carry gun. It's the gun that I carry every single day, everywhere I go, legally. Um, I do have my concealed carry license in the state of Ohio, which is where I live. You, you have to have a license to conceal carry, but they are a shall issue state. So, uh, as long as you don't have any felonies or anything like that, you do usually get your license. You have to take a course. It's a training course. Uh, some people are for stuff like that. And some people are against stuff like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty against it. Uh, uh, any type of requirements to get a concealed carry. I think I wish the United States of America was just constitutional carry in every state or at least the majority of states. There's no reason Ohio isn't constitutional carry. I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, we have a Republican legislature and a Republican governor, but they don't do much. Some of them do. Uh, some of them do, but, but a lot of them don't. And, uh, so we, we have, you know, uh, shall, we're a shall issue state, which whatever, you know, I did that, and uh, I carry a SIG P365XL, and I like it. I like the the P365XL um, because I just think it's it's the best carry gun that I've shot. And this is my opinion, and I know this is controversial because a lot of people like the Shield, especially the the Shield Plus. That's the Smith and Wesson Shield Plus. A lot of people seem to really enjoy that, and some people have even pivoted away from carrying um, a P365 or a Springfield. Hellcat. Um, some people have pivoted away to uh, to to carry that gun, and that's that's. I haven't shot it, so I'd love to shoot it and see how it feels. Um, but I carry a Sig P three sixty five XL. I carry inside the waistband, um, and I carry abdominally. Abdominally is that a is that a phrase? I carry abdominal inside the waistband. I just find it's easier to access a draw than from behind. And I also have fears that if I if somebody attacks me from behind, you know, if they can see that I have a firearm and I, I print more in the back than I do in the front, I guess that, you know, everybody's body is different. Um, but my body, the way my body type is, I print more in the back than I do the front. And so I want to, um, I want to, you know, my, like when I conceal carry, I know we're getting into a lot of side topics right now. You guys probably want to talk about Australia and I'm getting there. I promise I'm segueing there. I'm letting, I'm giving you a little insight into my life. Okay. Back off. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm going to crack open a, a drink. So you're going to hear a, ah, there it is. Love that sound. Anyways. Um, so I carry, I carry into the waistband abdominally, uh, because I print more in the back. And one of my goals when I conceal carry is not to print. Um, I, I, I don't want to print. I want to print as little as possible. Uh, the reason is, is that some people feel uncomfortable when they can see that you have a gun and it's the same thing I have with, with open carry. Okay. Ohio is an open carry state. You're legally allowed to open carry, but I choose not to open carry for various reasons. One being people get freaked out when they see a gun. Now you can make the argument that more responsible people should open carry because it'll take the stigma away from guns. And I, I would say that's true. 
I would agree with that. But open carrying in a Walmart or a Meyer and making everyone around you feel uncomfortable and creating a bit of a scene. I'm just not really into that. Okay. I want to carry my weapon because I want to have personal protection. I want to be able to protect others around me in the instance of some, some shit going down. And I don't want all the Karens and the, and the Carls freaking out around me because I have a, a firearm that they can easily see. So I like to print as little as possible. It also makes people that you're with feel more comfortable with you carrying a weapon. Cause one of the things, when you get your concealed carry, one of the first things you'll experience is that the people you go to the store with, the people you're around like regularly, they're going to feel uncomfortable with you carrying your gun because they're going to feel like people are looking at them. Um, so there's this weird like transfer of uh, like anxiousness that goes from you who's carrying your firearm and maybe you're comfortable with it to the people who you are constantly around and with. So that's like a weird thing. So I just like to print as little as possible. I don't like to announce that I have a firearm. Plus, if, if the bad guys know you have a firearm, they're going to take you out first, right? Some people think that when the bad guys see you have a firearm, they're going to be um, less likely to F around and find out. And that might be true. I don't know. But I also know that if the bad guys are hell bent and determined and they have firearms too, then they're going to take out the people who have firearms first. So if I'm, if I'm presenting my firearm in a manner that the bad guys can see it or identify me as somebody who is carrying a firearm, they're going to take me out first. And I don't want that. Okay. I don't want that. So that's, that's why I carry inside the waistband. There's not a knock to anybody who carries open or anybody who carries uh, behind, like so, like um, some people carry at the five o'clock. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that's bad. That's just not good for me. Okay, so I carry inside the waistband front. Anyways, I got some target practice in today. It felt pretty good shooting that. I also found a gun. So this is kind of a weird, like how do you find a gun? I found a gun that I have that I, I bought. I, I probably bought several years ago. I, I think I spent like three hundred dollars on it. It's just a Taurus 809. Okay. And, and so I was like, I, I've never shot this gun. I, I must, you know, I've had it. It's been collecting dust. I probably bought it at a time when I could only, um, I could only afford a cheap gun. So I bought this and I took it out today to shoot it for the first time ever. And that gun, I kind of like the trigger on that gun. It's weird. I know it's a cheap gun. I know it's discontinued. I looked this up. It's discontinued because I guess it's not safe, which is LOL. LOL in the chat. Of course, I would spend $300 on a gun maybe back in 2017 or something whenever I bought it. And then it would turn out to be uh, discontinued due to safety. I guess if you drop it, there's no guarantee the gun won't go off, which is pretty interesting. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, it's a double action, uh, just pistol. It's kind of a duty pistol, really. Uh, it's just a, a larger pistol with a larger barrel length than a compact. Um, I shot it for the first time today, and I kind of love the trigger on that thing, which is hilarious to me because I don't like the trigger on the P365XL that much. I like it, but I just don't love it. I'm not in love with that trigger. I have the tendency to jerk that trigger. Uh, I don't know what it is, um, but that double action uh, 809 Taurus, that trigger was smooth. It was nice. The pull on it was simple. It was great. Maybe I just like double action guns. I don't know. It's the first double action gun I've ever shot. So uh, I really don't know. Uh, maybe I just love it. Maybe I do. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I, I just, anyways, I want to, I want to segue now. And I want to I want to segue into Australia, and I think this is the perfect segue. I'm gonna explain why. Okay, um, 
you know, I was out shooting because I want to be a proficient shooter. I know, and I, and I would encourage you guys too. if you buy a gun, please get training, please practice. You know, if you can set up a range, if you're like me and you live in a rural area and you can just set up a range in your yard, you know, um, I got five acres. It backs up two woods, wooded area that there isn't a house, um, a hundred, 200, 300 yards away, 400 yards away. It's, it's a long way back there. So I, and I have a nice hill. That's just a natural hill that acts as a great backstop. So I can set targets up in my backyard and I can go out there and I can shoot and I can get reps in. And that's what you got to do with a gun. If you buy a gun, you got to get reps in. But anyways, though, what I'm transitioning to here is I live in a country that's, that's amazing. I have a second amendment, right? Where I can own firearms, go out in my backyard, shoot those firearms. Okay. Get training with those firearms and be proficient with those firearms. So if in the instance, and I'm not, I am not advocating violence here whatsoever. Okay. But in the instance that somebody tries to attack me, someone tries to invade my house, someone tries to cause physical harm to myself, to uh, my loved ones, to, uh, you know, anything, I'm prepared uh, to handle that threat. If I'm at the store and I'm and somebody decides to attempt to cause me physical harm, uh, I am prepared to handle that threat. And I, I am very happy to live in a country where I'm allowed, you know, I'm allowed. I have, my rights are respected, okay? I hate to say I'm allowed, but I am allowed. God allows me to carry that because that's a God-given right to carry a firearm. You know, I have a God-given right to bear arms. And that is not just to, you know, the, the left always likes to say when they're talking about the Second Amendment. Well, that amendment was, you know, that was a time when people were firing muskets. And things are different now. But I, I will remind you that back in revolutionary times, people didn't just own muskets. People owned cannons. People owned warships. I mean, it was not. So, so Joe, I've heard Joe Biden say this. So I'll, I'll speak about this. You know, Joe Biden said in a speech, I don't remember when. Um, it's hard to keep track of his speeches because they just don't make a lot of sense and they're pretty challenging to watch. But Joe Biden said in a speech that he, uh, you know, the, the Second Amendment isn't, um, what did he say, isn't unlimited or something like that. Like when the when the founders were drafting the Second, when they were drafting the Bill of Rights, uh, people, you know, they owned musket. It's, it goes back to the musket thing. But that's not true. People people did own, you know, people were allowed to own warships back then. And oftentimes the United States government, who at the time didn't really have a navy, um, they would they would borrow warships or pay individuals who owned warships to use their warships in battle. That is not uncommon. And, um, you know, they'd have to pay you for it. But it would happen because the public, the, the, the people were allowed to own these firearms. There was no limit to the firearms that a person could own back in back in um, you know in revolutionary times. Biden likes to make you think there was. There wasn't. There, there wasn't. Now, as time goes on, okay, the United States of America drafts laws to to restrict gun ownership and take some of those rights away from the individual. And then we we've sort of kind of started to move back into what the founders intended, which is, we're not there. We're nowhere close to being there, okay? But the point of the Second Amendment was not to say, okay, you can go hunt 
and you you can that's what firearms are for hunting that was not on the mind of the founders uh the founders put the second amendment in place to protect the other amendments um you know that there's there's mention of a well-regulated militia the truth is that 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 is put in there to say that what is the militia the militia is the people the people can form a militia at any time I think people read that and they think to themselves, oh, you know, like a civilian army or, or you know, the, the reserve, something along those lines. But that's not true. There's no a militia. If you look at what Jefferson wrote, OK, alongside of the Constitution and all of that, you would learn that a, a well, a militia can, can form at any point in time by the people to stop tyranny. OK. So, so the left then comes back at you and they say something like, do you really think that you can stop the full force of the government with an AR-15 or a pistol? And my answer to that is, you know, what kind of force is the government going to use on me at this point? You know, I'm not concerned. I mean, I am concerned, but I'm, I'm less concerned about defending myself against a government who's going to drop a nuclear bomb on me. Because if, if we've gotten to the point to where our government is ready to drop nuclear bombs on us, I think we're in a lot more trouble. At that point, I would probably seek shelter and use my guns to defend what I own. Um, but, you know, to, to stop us from getting to that point, I mean, yeah, that's the purpose of the Second Amendment. It's not to hunt. People think it's to hunt. It's not to hunt. Hunting is a sport. It's it's something you can engage in with the firearm that you're legally allowed to own. Um, but that's not the intent. The intent is to protect the other amendments. The intent is to really to protect the first, in all honesty, but to protect the other amendments and to 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 allow, you know, the, a government should fear its people. The people shouldn't fear its government. The Second Amendment is there to um, uh, to to allow people to enforce that. Now, I would never advocate violence against a government, at least not right now. I certainly wouldn't. Um, I guess never is a strong word, uh, but but I certainly wouldn't in any reasonable capacity right now at all. I, I can't imagine that. But if you lived in Australia, you know, you, you would. It's just a dire situation. You know, a long time ago, they took the guns away from the people in Australia. And that was really the first that's that's kind of the first step, right? You disarm your population and now your government has no reason to fear you. Now you, you, you've given the government all of the guns and the government has all of the power. And there's nothing you can really do. If your government were to become tyrannical, how would you stop it? You, you wouldn't be able to. It would, it would be um, it, it would be what you're seeing in Australia today, right? They take the guns and then they enforce these rules and these regulations and these laws on you that are that absolutely violate your rights, your rights that are guaranteed to you by God. And, and it's just disgusting and awful. And I, I, when I see Australia now and I'm seeing the news of these police officers who are just attacking the citizenry, beating people for being outside, um, very low COVID cases in Australia right now, but they enforce these regulations that are just, just, just amazing that the people allow this to happen. And I think to myself, would America find itself in this situation? Would we? Would the American people ever bow down to a government the way that Australia has? And I sympath. And listen to me. I sympathize with those who want to push back on the Australian government, but really can't. I sympathize with these people, you know. But you should have gotten out a long time ago. And I know. I know. You know. I, look. I know. I get it. That's so easy to say. 
That's so easy to say. And there's there's probably a, a national pride that you have in your country. And I respect that. I just wish you were surrounded by more fighters. I really do. Um, I really wish that more people felt the way as uh, those folks um, those folks feel. I really do. But it seems like a lot of people are just perfectly fine with being um, being bent over, in all honesty, by their government. It's, it's a sentiment that I personally can't fathom or understand uh, because I, I don't feel that way. I feel the opposite. I feel like we need to hold our government accountable and uh, our government answers to us, not the other way around. But I do think it could happen here. I do. And I want to warn people, and I mentioned this at the opening, I want to warn people who say, oh, it'll ne- that'll never happen here because of the Constitution. That'll never happen here because the Bill of Rights. That'll never happen here because the American people wouldn't allow it. And I want to pause for a second. I want to ask you a question. You know, a year ago today, what did Australia look like? I know it's hard to go back and think about that, but I'll help you. You know, there was talk of of mandates. There was talk of restrictions. People were being locked down, you know. The, 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 what you see in America today, I should say, vaccine mandates, mask mandates, okay? Certain cities, New York City, requiring vaccination to do basic things, to do things that you would have just done in your daily life before all of this. Now you have to be vaccinated. And damn if you can't get vaccinated, which is the, the question that I've always had, no one seems to answer to, is what if you're medically unable to get the vaccine? And it seems like the position of New York and many companies in the United States of America who are requiring vaccination is, we don't give a damn if you can't get the vaccine. Which is, by the way, medical discrimination. There's no other way to look at it. If I have an allergy that prevents me from getting the COVID vaccine, you are now telling me that I can't have a job because of that allergy. And I just think to myself, that is medical discrimination. There's no other way to look at it. If you are denying someone employment because of a medical condition, that is in itself medical discrimination. So I'm interested to see how these companies are going to survive lawsuits when the lawsuits come. And they will. They will come. And I'm curious to see what position the courts will take on this issue because legally I don't see how a company can do this. I definitely see how a company could, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I could see how the company could say, look, you have to get the vaccine unless you have a medical reason not to. I think legally a company could probably get away with that. But they have to provide accommodations for those folks who have medical conditions. It's just that simple. So I don't see how you're going to get around it. But I want to warn people, people are doing it right now. So you're seeing this in America right now. And... I don't know where we go from here. So I wanted to to go through this and talk just briefly with you guys, do a comeback, and tell you that if you feel like this can't happen here, well, the Supreme Court told Joe Biden that he couldn't extend the eviction moratorium, and he did it anyway. And I don't know if any, there's challenges out there right now, but he just ignored them. So who's going to protect our rights if not the citizenry um, when the Supreme Court says you're violating the Constitution and the leaders say we don't care? Just for something for you to think about. Anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. Please hit like, subscribe, comment. We'll be back. Thank you all very much, and I will see you guys next time. Just keep thinking about it.